of the arcade cabinet classic Dungeons and Dragons Tower of Doom. <laughs> Just chill out, calm down, it's okay. It just means we have more time to play other things until it comes out. At least on my end. <laughs> Not just pirating on an extreme, playing squadrons. <laughs> yeah, now I realize what I've looked like all day with my freaking COVID haircut. Oh my God, it's terrible. <laughs> I need to shave my head something fierce. I look like I've been living in a basement for months. It's not really that far from the truth, to be honest. <laughs> could you see the squirrels and were they merry? I could see the squirrels outside my window and they, they were merry. <laughs> How you been, man? I'm doing good, doing good, especially today. Yeah, are you doing extra life today or have you just been lurking around? No, just been lurking around, jumping around uh, various uh, extra life streams, Yeah. Super cool, man. No, I I, uh, I appreciate you showing up and and just hanging out and and um, yeah, no, it's it's been a really really awesome day. I just broke what I think I'm pretty sure is my extra life record. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm gonna pull something. And it ain't much. I mean, again, I stream once once a year. <laughs> <laughs> once in a blue moon. Uh, but I I'm part of a, a really amazing group that um. Uh, part of the Good for Gaming uh, gaming charity group. I, I try to at least do this once a year, and I'll jump in on the occasional uh, charity they do. Uh, but um, so this one, uh, I'm, I'm where the team is uh, Mason's Little Warriors, Team Mason's Little Warriors, in honor of uh, Mason Sims, um, a, a friend of ours in the everyday gaming community, Jason Sims, a son that passed away. And as of this morning, uh, from this year up to now, uh, the team has raised $70,000. Uh, last I looked, we'd broken seventy-three. dollars um, And, like, these guys are crazy, man. They go all year. Not crazy. They're amazing. They go all year. Like, they're, like, like Rufio and some of the other folks, they're, they're just raising money left and right, doing the Hundy Mundies. And you know what I mean. Like, they're just amazing. And, like... It's just cool to see, like, the amount of good these people do. And it's like, you know what? It feels really good to be able to contribute the $190 I've raised so far. Like, my goal is 500 That's awesome, bucks. Dude. Like, if I can do 500 bucks, I'd be thrilled. Uh, I think the first year, or not, yeah, the first year I did this was three years ago, which was the last time I did this. Um, and then had a few more kids. Uh, I think I raised 140 bucks. So I feel really good about this. Like, we, like I'm... I'm really appreciative of everybody that showed up. Uh, Duba dropped a 50. Captain Mike, 15. Uh, Mike, uh, another Mike Edlin, five bucks. I got a, an anonymous dollar donation. Like, I don't care, man. I appreciate everybody. Our own Travis uh, dropped 25 bucks. Dave, uh, the, the head of Good for Gaming, our, you know, fearless leader. Like, everybody, everybody's just, just donating, and it just makes me so damn happy, dude. Like, it's just, there's some really good people in this world. And uh, I just appreciate it. I'm, I'm raising money today in the Extra Life Game Day Marathon for uh, the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Um, the old chop. Old chop, baby. Yeah. Uh, some very good friends of, of my wife and I. Uh, their son, who, uh, when he was born, had um, some serious medical issues. Like, born and then immediately had to be rushed to chop. And mm. it was like emergency heart procedures. Like, it was no joke. And he was there for like a matter of months and um chop like obviously took amazing care of him and like his parents were able to stay like they had a place for them to stay so they could be with him um if you know if they were there they could stay they could sleep over like, it was just it was amazing hearing their story and kind of watching it evolve and and um you know uh just see the amazing work that they do there at chop and like Ever since I heard that story, like, you know, I, I look at my own life and, my, you know, my, my three children were born, you know, without like, issues. And, like, I, I, I feel so lucky because I, I myself am like a, a walking miracle with all the shit my parents had to do to bring, you know, and the doctors to bring me into the world. And it's just like, <clears throat> just knowing that there are doctors that A, brought me into the world and then, like, friends that I know 
you know, and their their children and these amazing, amazing people and the work they do. It's like I can finally. Yeah, absolutely. It just felt really, really freaking good to be able to give back. So, uh oh, was that you? What me? What? No. Oh, all right. Well, somebody just dropped a. Dropping, dropping the bones to, uh, <laughs> to break the two hundred dollar mark. I really, really appreciate that, and I'm going to find you now. Uh, so if it was you, Nick, I am going to embarrass you anyway. <laughs> um, Not yet. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> Eric, Eric, Rockslide, I love you, man. You see, Rockslide, so much, dude. You are such rock on. He is such a class act, man. Thank you, dude. And uh, we are now above the 200 mark. I really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so that that's literally what I've been doing today. I got up at oh God, 5.45 this morning. I haven't seen those hours <laughs> since I was commuting. Thank you, GitHub. Oh, my God. Thank you, GitHub, for remote first work. Um, mm. So, yeah, I, um, I got up early. I, I <laughs> goals. I had initially intended on getting up at about three o'clock this morning to start at four, because I figured I would have more of a chance to make the twenty-four hours if I could stay up to four in the morning and pass mm. out. I realized it wouldn't make a difference anyway, so I'm just gonna do my damnedest. If I make it to seven tomorrow, <laughs> it's gonna be a goddamn miracle, uh, and my wife will probably kill me because I'll be useless. But I'm gonna try. Um, so yeah, no, it's been, um, it's been a really, really awesome day so far. I started out with some, some Hades. Uh, oh, nice. Oh, dude, the game is so good. Have you played that yet? I know. I still have not picked it up. It, it's on the list, but I haven't got around to it yet. Have you at least watched me play it? Shit. Yeah, I, I was watching you like the, oh, yeah. the last hour. Right. I was just we lurking. The... I was lurking. <laughs> That's right. We did the, the test stream too. Um, That's no. true. Yeah, yeah, that too. It is, um, it is just a solid game. Actually, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the donation feed. What I should be doing, since we are live, I'm not used to this. Uh, let's go to the Twitch Twitch feed here, and uh, just uh, keep an eye on the chat so I can see who is here chilling out with us. Uh, yeah, all right, good. It's it has us live. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I started out with some Hades. Then I dove into the retro for a little while, and I'm actually going to finish the night out with some retro after we do our multiplayer gaming. I was playing the Steam port of the arcade cabinet classic Dungeons & Dragons Tower of Doom. Mm. You ever play that one? It's like Golden Axe uh, clone? It, yeah, it like vaguely rings a bell, yeah. So there was there were two cabinets. There was Tower of Doom, which was the first one. And then there was Shadows Over Mistara. Um, both games at the time, I, I want to say they were early 90s, because I was probably... I think me and Brando were in, like, sixth grade. A buddy of mine that used to hang out. You know, we always had friends that stayed, like, weeks at a time. Or a week at a time, I should say. And uh, we would go down to the um, arcade uh, at... <laughs> Do we have to re explain this? I feel like most of our audience is old enough. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the olden days. <laughs> but no, we go we go down to the mall and go to the arcade with like ten bucks. We'd save up, you know, about ten bucks, and then we would literally dump ten dollars into this D and D Tower of Doom machine and and like two player because uh, it was a four player game. That was the best part. You could play as, like, a fighter, you could play the mage, the archer, you know, the dwarf, the whole deal. It was, like, for its time, it was a... It was, yeah, <laughs> Aaron, don't fucking start. You're older than me, boy. <laughs> arcade? Duma! <laughs> what is this but, arcade um, you speak of? <laughs> but it was such a good game, man. That was, like, for its time, I loved Golden Axe. Like, that was my favorite arcade game when it came out. I loved the whole concept of, like getting the, you know, the magic bottles, and if you were patient enough to collect three, you could, like, blow up the whole screen, depending, you know, whatever, each character had, like, a different magic animation, like, I don't know, for whatever reason, that just blew my mind, you know, back <laughs> in the day. Yeah, thank Grigor, yes, thank you, I agree, man. Yeah, Grigor remembers the golden axe, yeah. Does, and, and Eric, you, you know what I'm saying, 
And I'll tell you what, the Steam port is so good. Um, the Steam port of the D&D arcade cabinet, uh, you get both versions. You get Tower of Doom and you well, both games. You get Tower of Doom and Shadow of Mistara fully multiplayer. I still haven't played that multiplayer yet, so maybe, maybe if you're not falling asleep after we do some ghost hunting, maybe we, uh, we try and jump on that. And, uh, yeah, and, and Eric, you say you have it, so if, if, uh, unless you're talking the arcade cabinet, which I'm gonna cry, because I'd be eternally envious of you. Um, but no, if, if, if you don't have it on Steam, I'd love to get, like, a, a four-player game going. I've never actually, even in my days of playing on the arcade, I never got a chance to play that four-player, and that would be, um... That would be wicked fun. Uh, Shadows of Mistara. Uh, thank you. Uh, Eric just mentioned he has not played the second. Shadows of Mistara was, like, everything that you loved about the first one. The first one, what made it really unique, uh, you know, aside from the fact that it was a really, really, really solid Golden Axe clone, and the characters played really differently, and what what made it great was, like, it was really faithful to D&D. Like, at the time, I think that was second edition, so... Like, second or third, yeah. Yeah, you were fighting monsters that were straight out of the monster manual. You were fighting gnolls and displacer beasts and dragons and, and... Well, not even just dragons. You were fighting a black dragon. If you were stupid enough, you could fight the red dragon. I did that this morning. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you ever tried that, Eric, but it was the first time I'd ever seen an arcade game say, we really don't want to rip you off. Um, yeah, really? The Dark, the dark Elf. Fuck that dark elf. But yeah, you get to a certain point where at the end of a level, it could be like, you could go save the, the town, or you could follow the band of bandits up into the mountains. And it would be a totally different level, and, and you know, the story would go a little differently, but like, you could go different paths. It was really cool for an arcade game at the time. And anyway, you get to a... He was not easy... Well, he was easy for me on Steam because <laughs> I didn't have to pay a goddamn dime for it. So <laughs> Where's recorders? Where's recorders? <laughs> every time that I died. Well, okay, let's be fair. Um, I fought the Red Dragon one player. So maybe it would have been easier if I had some other players helping me. I don't know. I don't know if he like got exponentially harder. But I was just soloing it this morning. And there's also a very solid potential that I just suck. Uh, and that I haven't played it in so long, but, um, <clears throat> but no, like, you get to a point where it's like, okay, we can either take the long way around the mountain to get to the tower, uh, or we can go the shortcut through the mountain, but you're gonna fight the dragon, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, alright, I said, no, we're gonna take the shortcut, we're gonna fight the dragon, and it's like, are you sure... Like, it incinerates <laughs> everything it touches. And you have, like, a t you have 10 seconds to make each choice. So now the timer resets. Like, are you sure? Incinerates everything it touches. It's like, yeah, we're going to go fight the dragon. Are you really sure? Because its claws are razor sharp. Like, it goes... You have to choose it, like, six times before it lets you <laughs> six go Six safety it. checks. Yeah, it's like, you can tell somebody yelled at that damn arcade. It ain't all my quarters. It ain't my $10. <laughs> It's funny you mentioned hammers, too, because I had hammers, and I felt like I started figuring that out. Um, <laughs> okay, I feel like we know Krieger. Was he playing so, Yeah, so he's one of my D&D buddies uh, that I play with regularly, so yeah. <laughs> so, Krieger, it's funny you mentioned that, because uh, uh, Bayo played D&D with us as well, Um and he, he had similar fail checks. Whereas, <laughs> yeah, just like, fail, and like, let me open this door. <laughs> Pin cushion. <laughs> whereas me, well, <laughs> so there was this group of bandits. They were in a bar. I had, uh, like, a very low disguise rating and a half-decent charisma. <laughs> and I, I had gotten caught. So the, the dungeon master was like, what are you going to do? I was like, I'm going to tell them, look over on the stove. There's bacon. Go get that bacon. And he goes, yeah, right. Roll a 20. That's your only choice. I was like, okay. Roll the 20. And then all you hear is Luke just going, I hate you. <laughs> they are distracted by the bacon. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that's... But I, I will say, that was a really, like, fun morning opener. I had a lot of fun playing that. I look forward to playing Shadow of Mistara later. 
Um, although I play Tower of Doom over again, if anybody wants to like go through the whole thing. I mean, it's not a very long, not a very long uh, cabinet game. I think I might have beat it in maybe an hour. Uh, so we might be able to go through both, like, to end the night. That would be really cool. Um, <laughs> Bale still has it worse than all. He's babysitting <laughs> my tender and cursing. Jesus. What the hell did you do? <laughs> it's a long story. Tender in the Curse of Strahd. I love Curse of Strahd, by the way. It's a great <laughs> module. I'm playing the Steam version, Rumble Puff. The Steam version is fantastic. Um... Yes, the, the main version is, is probably a little bit more faithful. Uh, the Steam version, I just don't have to mash the keyboard to insert coins. It just reminds me of how many times I've died by increasing my credits every time I do so. Now, you, know, you said it's the four-player uh, cabinet. So is that, it, does it have an online multiplayer yes. component for that then? Yes, or? Okay, nice. Yeah, it has an online multiplayer uh, through Steam for, um, sure, sure. for both. Um, and I've never nice. tried it. So I would really like to try. Like, that would be really fun to end the night with. Um, but that aside, uh, so I, I played that. And then I thought it would be a really great idea. It turns out to be a bad idea. Uh, a really great idea. <laughs> to go Good idea, retro, bad idea. And I opened up the Castlevania collection that I had on Steam. I wanted, I had every intention of playing Castlevania 3. Um, Dracula, was it Dracula's Curse? The one with Trevor Belmont. The third one. It was, it's definitely the third one where you can play with, like, Alucard and Grant. I'm uh, not I think so, yeah. You. I'm not shitting you. I couldn't get past the opening screen. Not the game part itself, but it's like, enter your name. And I was like, watch the earlier stream. I'm like, cocky. I'm like, I remember this from the Nintendo game. Watch this. Enter your name. Help me. I'll have ten lives. I might have a shot at this. And then it brings you to the password screen, and I'm like, I don't have a password. So I was like, leave it blank, press start. And it's like, password incomplete. I'm like, yeah, I know it's incomplete. I don't have a password. I couldn't get past that screen. So I was like, maybe, maybe it's trying, maybe it detected the cheat, and then it's just trying to shit on my day. <clears throat> so I just entered Al, and then password screen comes up. And I kept going to end, and it's like, Password incomplete, and I'm just like, like, what the hell? Like, I literally could not get past the, yeah, but I didn't want to Google in the middle of my stream, Taylor. I might do that later if I'm, if I'm <laughs> in the wee morning hours wanting to torture myself. So then I decided to be, you know, full-on masochist and decided to um, load up the first Castlevania. I was like, I know I can get past the fucking start screen at least, which I did. Uh, and then started going through the first board. Um, I didn't even get to the boss. <laughs> that better. I well, I blame it on I still hadn't gotten my coffee yet. The worst part oh, was sure. my my middle daughter comes in. She's watched me play for a bit. Her reaction, and I I hope I hope it was caught. She just watches. I fell in the, the water twice trying to go under the stairs to get through the lizard people and then get up the stairs to go to the boss room. Got knocked into the water, fell into the water twice, didn't make the jump the third time, and she just goes, uh-huh, and walks out. I'm like... <laughs> Burn. What more needs to be said? I'm shutting that off. <laughs> and that, that was it. Um... But yeah, other than that, I've been playing a bunch of stuff all day. I was playing, um, I, uh, mostly I'd say the, the majority of my day, uh, I've been taking up with uh, Watch Dogs Legions. Man. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and I will say the PC version of that, I've probably got a handful of hours in. I experienced my first crash tonight on stream. Oh. The Xbox version... I have more hours into, and I probably experienced three crashes a session. Jeez. I have <laughs> no idea. Um, I have no idea what the hell is wrong with that Xbox version. It's just, it's buggy. It's not even buggy. It's not a bug thing. There's something with the performance. Like, I don't know if it's well, overheating the system or what. 
Oh, and you're not the only one that I've heard of, like, you know, things going wrong with it. Like, yeah, I've, I've heard multiple reports of, like, you know, basically, I, I think there's, like, a big one where the save file corrupts and it's suddenly infinite loading screens. Um, says Ubisoft. <laughs> yeah, Ubisoft. Yeah, well, and, and just, like, but it's all, like, variations of, like, something something happens and the game either consistently starts crashing or the save becomes corrupt. And, you know, and it's ranging. I haven't in, hit that you know, from, yet. I haven't hit that yet, but I, I swear That's the problem. Shit. I swear to shit, if I hit a save corrupt, I'm going to need a new monitor or a new TV. <laughs> well, I, I saw one where, like, one guy was saying, like, you know, uh, I think it was, like, something like 25 years, like, 20 or 25 hours in, save file corrupts, all gone. And it's like, ooh, ah. Kill somebody. I think the only thing that saves the PC version, and, unless that happened in the PC version. It, it, well, it, it varies, because, like, you know, it's, yeah, I think you're right. Like, the console version seems to be, like, the quote-unquote, I say unstable, but, yeah, it's so just, bad. like, suffering from this problem. But the PC apparently, you know, the version is also suffering from, you know, you know, similar or just, you know, if it's not similar, something is happening, and it's like, wow, what is going on? And it's a shame because, like, you know, like I've watched, you know, yeah, like the gameplay seems pretty decent, and you know, it did have my interest throughout the summer in terms of like all the E3 and you know Ubisoft you know event things. Like, okay, it's on my radar, but like with the amount of trouble that I keep seeing. You know, it's like I'm gonna one. I'm gonna you know I'm already in the wait you know bucket now. It's like I'm gonna yeah. wait for it to go on sale and I'll wait for it to get patched properly, and then maybe I'll pick it up. Don't don't even bother. Cause here's what you're gonna do, and I'm gonna tell everybody to do this that's listening right now. Ubisoft Plus, which is what it's now called, is their Game Pass. It is, I think, fourteen bucks a month. This is the month to get it, um, because, A, you get every single Ubisoft game, like every single game that has been and will be, and where they do it right, where I think EA flops, and, and others do too, um, unless EA changed, maybe they haven't, uh, Game Pass definitely doesn't do this, but Ubisoft Plus Every game that you get on there to play, you get the Ultimo Collector Rambo Edition. I do notice. I do notice that on Game Pass, like for the most part, you'll get like at least the normal version. You'll get the but standard noticed, version, which is great. Yeah, which is fine. And I, so I've noticed something that will be only like a demo version only, which is like, oh, that's, that's tricky. But yeah, you're, you're right. Like none will have like an ultimate, you know, the Ultimate Collectors whatever version. Every single, every single game, and and. Um, I know. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm sorry. I, I, I just literally enabled that bot today. Uh, I would, I would shut it off. Maybe I'll shut it off later. Uh, but yeah, I mainly enabled it just to let people know when I need to go piss and have lunch and, and, you know, whatever. Uh, but he's being a real bitch with people spamming symbols. Uh, Origins, uh, EA Play has actually gotten better. Um, they have great stuff. I would say the games you get a lot of the time are, are generally, maybe not collector's editions, but bonus editions, but no, like Ubisoft Plus, and I know Taylor was saying, oh, it's like, oh, it's like 10 good games. No, there's actually like a shit ton of games that they wound up buying the libraries for, like all the heroes of Might and Magic, uh, the Anno games, mm. the Anno games are fantastic, uh, especially Anno 1800, the new one, really good, um... Uh, there's there's way more games on there than I expected, and then you have to, you know, throw in the fact that you're getting like the collector's edition of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, arguably the best game of a year and a half ago, like phenomenal, phenomenal game. But the reason I'm saying like this is the month to get it is because a Watch Dogs Legion is worth, despite its problems, that fifteen bucks to get like the collector's edition and everything. Sure, yeah. Um, it is. An incredibly fun game for so many reasons. There's so many things about this game that I like, and if you know people watching me today, you know you can see it. Like you're building your team of dead sec, you know the the hackers and infiltrators uh, through all the NPCs that are in the city, and you literally can scan them, and, and every person can potentially be recruited, and like everybody has some kind of ability, or, or some are just like transients that have hiccups. Uh, that really would have no reason to be recruited unless you're trying to punish yourself. Um, 
but like there's like special characters like I got a spy tonight and they're awesome like I love it like this spy is just a badass and uh, there's like like super hackers that can like hack cameras and, and download keys from like unlimited distance away um, some of my other favorites that I've gotten I got a construction worker that basically summons like a cargo drone that I basically use as a magic carpet to fly all over the city. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's badass. And then like my favorites have been where I um, recruit like Albion is this like security company that has basically taken over London and taken over mm-hmm. law enforcement. Like the, the prime minister is like, you guys do this. And um, they're real oppressive and all that. So they have a natural inclination to hate DedSec, right? And um, so basically, you if you get this upgrade to your scanner called the Deep Hack, or the Deep Hack thing, or a Deep Hack, or whatever, Deep Hack module, you can not only see the schedule of any character of where they're going to be at certain times, but then you can see possible recruitment missions like um, has a friend, uh, with, like, risking deportation, and then you go bust into, you know, basically, like, the immigration office, and download their deportation records, and then you go deliver it to them, and then they're like, well, now I need you to go rescue that person, because they're being detained, and then you do that, and now you got somebody from that personal, you know, that private military company on your team, so that if you have to go to do a mission, in an Albion-controlled building, you just go as that character, and as long as you walk calm, collected, don't get too close to guards, we're like, wait a minute, I don't recognize you at all. But other than that, like, it, it decreases their awareness. You can sneak through uh, pretty much undetected, unless you like start beating the shit out of people, which I do, because I can't help go with the <laughs> snake and choke people out. Um, <laughs> but it is just an incredibly solid game. And, like, all the missions are, like, dynamic, they're different, the way to recruit people, like, has different things that you can do. You can play darts, I'm sure there's other minigames. Oh, and you can play, like, Daniel-san Soccer from Karate Kid, where you're just bouncing it on your feet, like a rhythm game. Um, and I did that for a few minutes. The darts, <laughs> darts are pretty fun. Um, I recruited a, a character playing darts, actually, which was kind of funny. Um, but, yeah, it's... The story is really good. It seems unusually uh, poignant for the times with, like, oppression and, and uh, just crazy. Like, just, like, it, it just felt like it kind of radiates a little bit in our current times. But the story is sure. good. And uh, the characters are great. Voice acting's great. Um, and so I was going to say, like, if you get it just for that, you'd be really happy. Uh, you'd really enjoy it for this month. But by the time uh, you probably pick up Ubisoft Plus, you got three days. Three days till the long ships are finished. Do you understand what that means? <laughs> of course, of course. Oh, oh my god. The more I see that game... So close yet so far. I'm excited for Cyberpunk. Don't get me wrong. Cyberpunk looks great. But Valhalla? Mm. That's talking about my heartstrings. You've got more time to play it now. <laughs> What's that? I said you've got more time to play it now. I've got nothing else to do. Well, and on top <laughs> of that, uh, with any luck, my um, my Xbox Series X should be here that day. Oh, snap. And then I'll be carting it up north to some <laughs> on the, the Viking North. As soon as the kids go to bed, I will be sailing le- west for Lindisfarne. <laughs> um, that game looks just ridiculous. Like, if you've played Odyssey and enjoyed it, which, again, I, I think Odyssey is, is one of the best games um, of it, of that year. And whew, Valhalla looks amazing. Like, um, from what I gather, it takes place... I guess what's midway through the, the TV series Vikings, as far as the, the people in it are concerned. Uh, you know, Ragnar, not there no more, don't want to spoil her, but his sons are all pissed off, so they're invading England. And that's, uh, I think you you take over as a clan that's sailing over with them. And, um, God, that looks good. Looks so good. I guess that, that brings up a good point. What, do you, what are you looking forward to? Because, man, there's, there's just a ton right now. Oh, I know, right? Well, um... 
Yeah, obviously, like yeah, Valhalla is on my list. Like it, the fact that it, you know, uh, uh, Cyberpunk got pushed back for logistical reasons. <laughs> you know, a lot of people, a lot of people are you know, it's like, oh look, it got delayed, it got delayed. <laughs> it's like, well, it's a logistical delay because if you if you look into it, they actually said the PC version's ready. But they needed time to. It's like five systems, man. Fucking chill the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like they have to. They have to make the copy. It's, it's basically a COVID problem. So like we were the, you know, the supply chain is not holding up, and so they they're still making the console version. So it's like just chill out, calm down. It's okay. It just means we have more time to play other things until it comes out. I, I don't even want to get into the death threat assholes. Like oh oh do, yeah, don't like come on. I mean, like it doesn't matter which game company is. Like nothing, nothing in the gaming world deserves death threats whatsoever. No, like said, I'm gonna kill you. Like, like really? Are you, you really kidding feel like me? That? Like uh, you, you need to reevaluate your life. If you if you're putting all your your hopes and dreams into one game, you're gonna be you're gonna be sorely disappointed. And not just one game, but one game coming out at a specific time. Yeah, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> it's like it's like I understand. Like I, you know, like I. You know, funny enough, I haven't done it in many years. I used to do it way back in the day. This year, you know, I, I you know, <laughs> this year was like the, the first year in a very long time I've actually taken off for games, only because I had PTO to burn. <laughs> it's yeah. like because I have nowhere to go. So, but it's like you know, it's like I, I can understand if you took off or whatever. But it's like you know, just just go back to your boss and say, you know what, I don't want to take off I on these days. I want to, I want to take off on these days. Just move it; it's fine. It happens. Price you can do over it over a month's notice. That's more than most people yeah, give. Exactly. <laughs> like just work it out. It's okay. Calm, calm your tits. <laughs> Taylor goes. Nothing says make the game faster. Like I will kill you, so it never comes out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like mm, that's gonna motivate them. Let me Stop. tell you. Why didn't we think of this? Who needs crunch? <laughs> Bring in the death threats. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, I, I, I'm all yeah, like again, like it's a logistical delay. Yes, they have more time to you know continue to work on probably like day one patching, which I'm sure will happen. I really think you're right. I think it's a logistical thing. Yeah, and it's like even if they are you know working on on more stuff, it's like more power to them. Again, like yeah, it goes with the fact know, that man. it you know your patience will be rewarded. Calm down. It's gonna be a great game. Like yeah. it's not even that. Like I can understand. Like I can understand a lot of frustration if that was the only game coming out. Like, <laughs> it's like, but well, we, yeah, we have so many. So we we got you know uh, Vikings Valhalla. Is, is this week as it comes out? Yeah, the tenth. Yeah. Ten. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, so yeah, this week. Um, wait, let me bring up a release list because I, I know stuff's moved all over the place. <clears throat> yeah, that's gonna be my present for a really rough Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a very huge like meeting session, whatever, and it's just like I just want to get that done so I can play some Valhalla, and I've done so much prep work for it. I'm just going to like, all right, that's done. Going to kick back, play this for like two hours, then pack up the car and the Xbox and get ready to head the hell out for a little while. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and Duba, Duba pointed this out. Destiny 2, I guess, comes out. Um, yes. You know, it, it's it's not on my radar quite yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Xbox and PC on November 10th. So that's the same day. Um, let's see what else we got here. Gears Five. Wait, didn't Gears Five already come out, or is that no? Oh, yeah, Gears, Gears Five is, 5 is out. Ge no. Gears, Gears 5. Tactics comes out on console. Although I think maybe oh, it already okay. released. It might have already released. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like I'm trying to keep up. Like the because I see like Man Eaters here, but that can't released on PC already, so that's already been out. Uh, and, and Eric brings up a good point too. Um, when they pushed Cyberpunk back, Path of Exile was like. Um, <laughs> We're not even going to bother releasing our new expansion in Sunday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, I, I, I think I saw that. He's like, uh, we'll wait too. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even want to, we don't even want to compete with Cyberpunk. And maybe that was just a cheeky way of saying it wasn't ready yet. But even if that was their true intention, like all the power to them, that's a genius marketing move. Like, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we talked about this last week. Uh, Hyrule War, uh, Warriors: Age of Calamity that comes out yeah, November, uh, November twentieth on Switch. That was on the radar, uh, and we're moving into December now. Uh, so now Cyberpunk's December. Um, let's see what else is here. Nothing really jumping out at me per se. Um, I think there's one I've, more. 
I don't know. You'd have to, I guess, check yourself to see if there's something on Aside your radar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but the thing is, like, you know, there, there's been a ton, like, in kind of like this October time frame, you know, September, October. And who knows in terms of, like, indie stuff? Because I feel like the indie stuff is coming out of the woodwork in, in weird fashion, yeah. in a good fashion, uh, for that matter. Uh, so it's like, you know, who knows what, you know, indie things around the corner is just going to grab everyone's attention. Spider-Man, you know? that's another one, yeah. Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Miles Morales. Yeah. You know, I saw, like, I, I do want to call this out. Like, I, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Apparently, I guess there's a scene in there uh-huh. where there, uh, he, uh, Miles Morales is, uh, is, is Spider-Man is talking to uh, a girl who's deaf, and they're signing. And oh, wow. uh, obviously, animation has gotten, uh, I say sophisticated, but, um, you know, has enough um, fidelity yeah. that that you can see him like like I don't know sign language myself, so I you know I can't confirm like you know, is accurate. But it, to me, like and you know you know I, I think I saw like an article like yeah like they hired a sign language person and you know Miles Morales is no. sign languaging in game. I'm like man, what an age That's to be awesome. you know living in where like that can happen. It's like I I don't think I've ever seen that in the game yet. No, I've never seen. Uh... No, I don't think I've ever seen sign in a game. And wow. it, you know, and it's, it's just a cool little touch. It's like you know, obviously, it's like you know, I'm guessing you don't know sign language either. But you know, no. it's those it's those little personal touches of like you know, reaching out to people who, you know, have you know, not maybe a play, play a segment of the player base that you know, like I can't recall anything like that so far. So like, I think that's a huge step forward. Uh, yeah. For seeing like sign language in a game, and that yeah, again, the fact that we have animation fidelity high enough now that it can actually be done without necessarily being like you know a pre-animated you know uh, cutscene or something like that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Inclusivity, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's a thousand percent right, Taylor. And it's just like it's the things that uh, they haven't they like they they they've, they've done it slowly, but like. I would say where when you want to talk inclusivity, that's where Watch Dogs Legion has really blown me away. Um, there's there's like there's transgender people that like I I have two on my team because and they're amazing, but it's just cool to see like like it's a just a hundred percent just you know like transgender people are and they're people just like you and I and it's just amazing to see a game including that. You know, and again, it's like you can recruit anybody from the populace, and it truly, truly is like a real, um, a real populace. You have people mm-hmm. of all all backgrounds in this game, and it's just the the other cool thing is if you get um, I don't even think you need the deep scanner for this, but if you scan somebody and you save them for recruits, like you can like look at like a kind of like their profile and it tells you like stuff they did and it it's just like it doesn't really have any effect on the gameplay, but it's like flavor for the character. It'll be like, uh, you know this the like the transgender person that I recruited is like she participated in the woman a woman's rights march, uh, and like it had this like list of things where you're just like wow like it really gives you enough bullet points where you're like, I feel like I know this character. And I just, I don't know, man. Like, I just thought it was such a huge step forward uh, from an inclusivity standpoint. Sure. You know, I, I just, I really, I love it. I love it a lot. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, it's like these, these little backstories, it fleshes them out, you know, makes them, you know, relatable characters and, you know, them real characters. Yeah. Just, you know, Combat Man Five Thousand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's really really wild. Um, so yeah, I, I still can't recommend Legions enough. It's a great great game. I just wish they'd fix the problems with it. Um, so let's see what other news do we got this week. Obviously, uh, I mentioned before today's Extra Life Game Day. So tons of people mm-hmm. um, raising money for the Children's Hospital networks, um, and some of which have come by. Um, and it's been great. Uh, just to, uh, so another news, uh, like just today, uh, Mass Effect revealed uh, yes! that they are working on a remastered version, which comes out in the spring of next year, and they are working on another game. Please don't be another Andromeda. <laughs> please make it a legit, good quality game. Please, Bioware. Please. 
and, and here's what really upsets me, right? I played Andromeda very, very late. Um, where I, I beat the first three. I probably started playing Andromeda, like, maybe last summer. And I was like, man, this is starting off really cool. And then it was like, you could tell that just, like, development was just like... <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> um, that just made me want to cry. Um, I think it had a lot of good ideas. I just don't think they were fully finished. So I would. So, uh, so I'm curious, like, how far after release did you play it? How far what? After release, did you play it? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, more than a year. Wow, and it, st- it still had like issues and stuff. I'd say, I like even like storytelling. I didn't oh, have okay. any issues. Um, now that I think about it, that might have been when my last kid was born. So that's probably what happened. That's what happens with like certain games, like Nino Kuni. I remember falling completely in love with, and then I had my first kid, and I'm like, my PS3 save file was at like twenty five percent. Uh, I would I would suspect that's probably what happened with Andromeda. Um, I would probably give it another shot uh, with the remaster. But yeah, uh, Eric uh, Rockslide broke the news on the save point with that earlier today, and I was just like, yes! Like as soon as I saw they were doing uh, a big Mass Effect announcement, like yeah, he was like, it's one of two things: it's a sequel or a remaster. And, and it's both. <laughs> and, yeah, I was just like, uh, uh, yeah. yeah, I can't wait to get that trilogy remastered. Yeah, um, no, but well, here's here's the thing. Like, I, like, I, I, I understand. Like, was it three? I think three was the only one with the multiplayer, and although it was okay, like, I never believed it should have been in there in the first place. I think Rockslide really dug it. I never got to play it, so I don't have any. Um, like it, it wasn't bad. I mean, it, it was it was like kind of like a uh, a horde mode, uh, like okay. you know from like Gears of War. So n- there was nothing wrong with it, but you know, it, I, I feel like it, it becomes a disservice because it, it takes away from the storytelling component of what it should have been mm-hmm. in the first place. You know. Yeah, yeah. I um. Andromeda was the prequel version of Anthem. <laughs> oh. And that's where I was really glad that I had um, EA Origin because um, I got to actually play Anthem like three days early. And I was like, like, because it, it was like a three day early access thing before the release. And I was like, pretty good. I just hope they're holding stuff back for day one. <laughs> <laughs> Do not, well, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not knocking it. It's just. I like I could care less if there's multiplayer in in the sequel. Uh, is basically oh, yeah. where I stand. Like, no, like uh, I feel like stick to the st- stick to the storytelling. Unless now, in the, the, like I'll caveat this: unless they turn it into uh, and and not not in the <laughs> what we actually got out of Anthem, but uh, in concept of if we get like a, a quasi MMO slash multiplayer co op, that would be uh, cool. something. Where, I like, would I would I would be on board for that. It, it yeah. was just it was it was the fact that it was it was like this weird horde mode that was tacked on. It, it, like that's what it felt like. It was tacked on. Mm-hmm. It, like you know, you had all these enemies, and it was fun to like play with your friends. Don't get me. Yeah, you know, it's like, and this this kind of goes through any game that's gone through. Like, oh, there's a co-op thing, and you can play with your friends. Like, well, it's like you can kind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like well, you can kind of do it, but not really. It's like I I would rather have a campaign co-op in multiplayer versus a a horde mode that feels tacked on and really it, it also looked like it was designed to like run some some multi-transaction um hmm. yeah i, I kind of regret that i never got a chance to um to play it um oh wow eric was saying it was actually supported for over a year and it was amazing like again um I wish I could have played it because I really, really loved that trilogy. Um, and again, I think by the time I got to the third one, I don't know if it was well after like they redid the ending, which pissed me off. By the way, like that pissed me off. Um, you wrote an ending like I don't care what the gamer base says. If that's the ending you felt it should have had, just fucking leave it. Um, but anyway, I mean, I guess good on them for trying to make people happy. But I did love that trilogy. Like it was an amazing story. The Shepherd oh, yeah. story was incredible. 
Um, yeah, and and I'd say you know, I, I don't know ground. I'd say I, I'd put down ground. It's a little groundbreaking the way it told stories and totally. you know For further built further built upon that Bioware because I mean you, you got elements of it originally in Jade Empire and then you saw it happen again with Knights of the Old Republic. And they continue to build upon it into what we got is in terms of the storytelling mechanics of, you know, Paragon and Renegade, yeah. you know, so like, you know, each step they were, they were learning and building upon what Bioware had kind of set out. Uh, so and it became, you know, a very awesome trilogy out of it. That's the remake I want. And at any Bioware game, if I had to pick one that was my absolute favorite for its time, I loved Jade Empire. Yeah. Uh, and oh. uh, I want to say that that's where it started because I think that was their I think that was, Bi- that was as, as Bioware's yeah, first I think I, I think that was the first was that before no was that before Kotor yeah yeah Jade, Jade Empire happened before Kotor Kotor okay. like basically they got Kotor because of Jade Empire so then yeah then Jade Empire was the first like they didn't call it Paragon Renegade but it was the same system that yeah that system of, of like the path of the fist or the way of the path of the yeah way of the yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, yeah, then obviously it was like Dark and Light Side and KOTOR and then it became, you know, Paragon and Renegade and, and Mass Effect. What, what I loved about Jade Empire, too, was it was like depending on the character romances that you pursued, depending on the people that you befriended, depending on the choices you made, like the ending would be really, really um, different. Like there's a bunch of different endings to that game. And. I don't know. There was there was so much about Jade Empire that I just I loved. I had the soundtrack. Loved the soundtrack. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I. I think I played through that maybe two or three times. Like I really loved that game, and the story, the story in that game, the twist. Like obviously I don't want to spoil the twist, but the twist was like what? Like it just blew me away, man. Because like, it got you into that whole mentality of like teacher student and then it's like what you know what i mean like it was just very cool um and definitely one of my one of my all-time favorites um but yeah so i'm i'm eager to see what they do with the remaster i think that's going to be really cool and um did you did you hear uh, again going a, a slightly different topic did you hear about the multiplayer in well not even really multiplayer but the multiplayer component of valhalla no, what is that? Uh, well, okay, you don't play, but you basically create like a mercenary. Interesting. Hold on, something just fell. <laughs> uh oh. Shutting off my camera, going to check. Put that thing back where it came from. Da, 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 da. It was Bioshock before. Yeah, well, well, Bioshock, Bioshock was a little different because I mean, games, games always had you know. I'm, I'm going to talk without. I'm going to fill some dead air here. Dead air here. Um, bio, like there's always like you know, games had always kind of like you know, kind of this quasi you know, good evil slash. Maybe at the last minute you you were able to kind of make a slight decision in terms of an, uh, specifically FPS. Not not you know. Let's put uh, Mass Effect was definitely on the RPG side of you know the third. You know, obviously, it was a third person shooter, but it was definitely on the RPG side of things. Uh, I meant more of the twist. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Bioshock was definitely more on like the FPS side, and you could make decisions kind of along the way that would determine something. Um, Interesting. Huge fan of Quest for Glory, and yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, like it, it was kind of. What, did you find what it was? That feeling when you hear a really loud crash in your house, and there's no reason for it. Nothing's out of place. Yeah. Ah, Taylor. Taylor's hitting my my favorite game of all time. Uh, my favorite game series of all time. Now, Taylor, I don't know how long you've uh, you've followed or listened to the show, but um, Quest for Glory, right? Uh, we've interviewed the creators uh, Lori and Corey Cole on here twice now. Um, yeah. You'd be dude, scared. It's like, there's a ghost in the house. <laughs> you'd have seen me throw my headphones and dart out of the room. Like, <laughs> like, I've been done. I've been done. Uh, yeah, no, I, we, we've interviewed them. I interviewed, uh, 
we interviewed, I, stupid, uh, we interviewed Christy Marks, uh, the creative designer behind uh, Sierra's Conquest of the Longbow, the Robin Hood game, and Conquest of Camelot, the King Arthur one. And I learned about her as we were doing the research. Um, she not only did the Conquest games, uh, but she also was uh, the writer, the lead story writer, of my favorite show growing up as a kid, which was Conan the Adventurer. And one of my wife's favorite shows growing up as a kid, she was the creator of Gem and the Holograms. Just like crazy, crazy stuff we found out. Like I never knew. And uh, she was just wicked, wicked, wicked cool. Um, but yeah, um, they're they're great episodes. I'll uh, I'll link them when we um, post the audio version of the show. The interview we had with Christy and the two interviews we've had with Lori and Corey Cole um, have been just amazing, absolutely amazing. They're just great, great people. They're tons of fun, and uh, they they just did a, a, a like a twelve hour stream of uh, Quest for Glory 4 on Halloween. Oh, nice. It was great. It was great. Like, I came, you know, went and hung out and stuff. They're like, oh, it's Al. Where's Nick? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was really good fun. Uh, but yeah, Quest for Glory, if we want to really dial the clocks back, that was probably one of the first really good adventure games that was an RPG with a consequence system. So I kind of see what you're getting at. Like, from an early standpoint, you could kind of play as an honorable character or you could go the thief route and, like, steal and stuff. And if you did that, you couldn't unlock the hidden class in Quest for Glory, which was the Paladin. And, um, yeah, this it's... I, I still... It's one of those things It's like Lord of the Rings for me where I'll, re I'll read Lord of the Rings, like once every year other year or so but i'll play the annual quest. read yeah yeah i'll play through quest for glory the the series like maybe once a year maybe a little longer than that because it just i love it like i play through it every time and um yeah the decision can uh, make you not be able to access the town you'd get locked out of the healers so you couldn't buy potions like it was it was i think pretty far ahead of its time and um but yeah i still play it like i still find things i've probably beaten that series um, seven, eight times now at least, and um, I I still find something new, something I didn't see before, uh, like a hidden Easter egg or even just a piece of the story that I had never found through a playthrough. Although I think with the first one, I've pretty much, pretty much found every single thing you can. Um, but yeah, it's just great. Like the themes of uh, was it two, the one in the desert? Yeah, that was uh, Trial by Fire. That's Quest for Glory two. Um, if I can find my extra life, uh, footage from last, the last time I did it, I actually went through the VGA version, which had hit its, uh, 1.0. It was an independent project that upgraded the 16 color version, the original, which, which was a floppy, uh, 16 color version, uh, Krieger. And then they did a, a VGA remake that you can actually download for free. Um, and the, the, the group that did that remake, uh, for... Quest for Glory 2 did phenomenal, phenomenal remakes for uh, King's Quest uh, 2, and I want to say, I want to say the first King's Quest and the second King's Quest, like fully voice acted, uh, to where they brought back the guy that did the voice of King Graham in uh, King's Quest 5 in the voice oh, nice. version. And again, they're all free. Uh, I think it's uh, AGD Interactive, uh, and I'll even confirm that right now. I think it's. Uh, agdinteractive.com um, if you want to go through those games again. And here's the best part. Um, you can go on gog.com right now. You can buy the Quest for Glory series in its entirety, playable on Windows 10 for like five bucks. Best five bucks you'll ever spend. And um, you can import your character from Quest for Glory 1 when you beat it into the VGA version of Quest for Glory 2. And then import it out of that to go to Quest for Glory 3. So they like, even got the import system down. That, that I know we've talked about on here before. But I think that was like... I, I don't want to say it's ahead of its time. I thought it was ahead of its time until we interviewed Lori and Corey. And Corey was like, no, we got that from Wizardry. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. I remember the Wizardry series. He's like, yeah. He's like, we... You know, we played that in Wizardry. And we were like, how cool would it be? Like, they always bring your party, you know, your party along in those those... Eye of the Beholder-esque, you know, role-playing games. Um, how cool would it be to 
be able to bring a character in a Sierra Adventure game, and that's when it's better. I wish I could get a new version of Vampire the Masquerade. Oh my god. Um, yeah, no, uh, they're remaking... Are we? Uh, uh, Bloodlines, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, a Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines is coming out... Uh, 2021 at this point it's been yeah i was about to say i I think yeah i think it got pushed back to next year yeah it was supposed to be september of this year it looks great like they they look like they're gonna nail it uh so i have to ask taylor were you talking about vampire the masquerade redemption where which was a, a fantastic game where you started out as a crusader um in like medieval times and like it was kind of this like love interest with a nun. I, I remember I was in like my senior year of high school when I played this game, and um, and then like it goes into the present day. Like story wise, it was it was damn solid. That was a damn damn solid game. Uh, Vampire: The Masquerade Redemption. I remember uh, clunky interface, little buggy, but it was one of those like the ability to play a vampire and the way they did it was really really good. Um, and it was one of those games that took advantage of. Um, at the time, I think, which were not necessarily new, but if you had the money to drop on a decent sound system on your computer, like, when you went to feed on, uh, um, like, because you had to, like, your blood was your magic, so, like, you'd have to feed on people to restore your blood level to do magic stuff, and, like, when you fed on them, you could just hear, like, like, really, really heavy in your speakers, and you had to stop before you killed them, or you would, like, unleash your inner beast which if you ever play vampire the masquerade like vampires are always fighting against the beast inside and um if you yes yes kane uh if you didn't um keep your your inner beast to a certain level like you get the bad ending and stuff just very cool game uh wow that sidetracked me now i want to play the shit out of that <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if that's a gog that would or gog that'd be a great one to play but um yeah no man it's just like there's some good stuff. There's good stuff coming out. Great stuff inspired by classics. Like, the new Bloodlines looks really, really good. Um, uh, I would say check that out. Uh, if you haven't seen anything about it yet, it looks great. Uh, who knows as far as when that's coming out. Um, I think it's indie developed at this point. And um, am I wrong about that? I want to be sure. I, I, know, I know it got delayed that much, I know, because my buddy on uh, Veteran Gamers and I are like totally totally fiending for this game uh, just gonna take a quick look here bloodlines do 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 where is the sequel series vampire the masquerade uh, where is the video games here we go wait a minute oh, okay I was gonna say don't tell me it got cancelled no, no, it, uh, it's rescheduled to 2021. I don't think there's a specific release time period where I saw. Has it gotten renamed? Oh, it's still Vampire the Masquerade. Yeah, but I think it was just called Bloodlines 2. Um, the Masquerade, Blood, yeah, Bloodlines 2. Well, then what the hell is Swan Song? Swan Song? Interesting. Wait. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a different adaptation. Okay, so it is Bloodlines 2. All right, I was getting a little panic attacky there. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm looking at everything here. Yeah, no, it's uh, released 2021. Um, this looks. This is another one I've really got my eye on. Um, but yeah, there's a Choose Your Path one. I got that Humble Bundle. Yeah, that's... Um, Coteries in New York. Yeah, I got that in the Humble Bundle. I actually started playing that. Uh, it's more like a visual novel kind of thing. Like like you said, Choose Your Path. Uh, it's pretty good. Um, I don't know. I never really got into those games until I played uh, 80 Days. Do you ever play 80 Days, Nick, on the phone? No. Um, I think they might, they might have it on PC, but it's a great one for your phone because it's like, it's like the perfect bedside game. It's like a visual like Choose Your Path novel where you're playing, uh, oh god, what's the guy's name? But you're basically doing the around the world in 80, day, in 80 days wager. Like you're in the mm. balloon, competing mm -hmm. against, uh, it, you're basically playing that story. And ah. there's just like millions of different routes. Like when you look at all the separate choices you could take, 
and it results in different endings. You gotta watch your money and supplies, and like you have to try to get there by X date. And the writing is just superb, superb. But like it's just again, it's a really great one if you want to, uh, you know, want to play that. Well, good luck, gents. I am off to hunt spooky ghosts. Actually, uh, Kragar brings up a good point. It is 9:30. Uh, we've been going about an hour. Um, it might be time to get back to some extra lifey goodness, so I think what I might do, uh, take a quick five minute bio break, and then uh, Nick will coordinate on Discord here. Sounds good. And uh, we'll, we'll, get a, we'll get some phasmophobia going. Yar. And Genshin uh, Impact, so nice. So yeah, alright everybody, thank you so much for hanging out for episode 67 of the Retro Rents. Uh, one of, uh, I think our, our second live episode now. Uh, mm -hmm. On the Extra Life game day, this was exactly what I needed. Got me pumped up, got me some more energy and uh, more awake than I was. So it's just about time for spooky ghost hunting. I've been looking all around for like a night vision filter for my camera feed. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to look a little harder, but I want to really go ghost hunter you like have the green background. But maybe we'll just maybe we'll just shut the light out and pretend. <laughs> Live rents is best. <laughs> Thank you all so much for hanging out. And uh, we'll catch y'all in about 10 minutes or so for some Phasmophobia fun. Peace. Peace.